You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello and welcome to Orange County's longest running business talk show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. We have an exciting show planned for you. Why do you say? Because not only do we have two guests, we have two businesses to talk about as entrepreneurs. So Melissa and Jason Jacoby, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us, Rick. It's my pleasure. Why don't we get right into it? I always like to start the interviews with asking entrepreneurs about their motivation or inspiration to start their business. So, Melissa, why don't we start with you? Can you tell us the motivation for you starting your business? Yes, starting my business. I started my business in January 2021. And my motivation was definitely my family. It was um, I became a mom in July 2020, right after COVID hit. And Jason and I, we have two boys. And our first was born in July and just becoming a mom just obviously changed everything for me in a good way. But it just kind of just I wanted to kind of just look at my schedule, figure out um, what that would look like as a mom. And Jason was one who really encouraged me to step out and start my own business. I, I had those doubts. I think we all do when we make that leap. It's scary. I mean, you're leaving corporate America, that consistent paycheck. And he just really motivated me to step out, start my own gig. And yeah, so definitely my family. I can't think of a better reason to start a business than your family. So I don't know how you're going to top that, Jason. But um, (laughs) maybe maybe I should also mention that you're the founder and president of the Jacoby Group. And we're going to talk in a minute here about what it is the Jacoby Group does. But Jason's in a totally unrelated field. He's in wealth management and he's a principal and wealth advisor at Boyer Financial. So tell us about your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, Rick, I, I won't be able to beat Melissa's response there. But uh, even as a kid, I knew, you know, I wanted to, be, to do something great and help people. You know, I was always the kid doing the lemonade stands or washing out trash cans or car washes, trying to make some money and had always always had an entrepreneurial spirit. But um, it was out of college. I was actually working for a family restaurant and uh, had been a manager there for a little while. And one of the other managers said, Jason, are you sure you want to do this? You know, are you sure you want to be in, in the hospitality industry? You're working nights, weekends, holidays. You know, you're working and making everyone else's memories great. But you're, you know, you're missing out on the family time and, and being, you know, uh, a patron at the restaurant instead of being one of the managers or owners. I took a long, hard pause and I thought, you know what, you're right. I don't think I want to do this, but I love the hospitality space and serving others. So fast forward a few years, working at a fortune 500 financial company in Newport beach and uh, really loved the client services side of things. So I decided to become a financial advisor. And uh, so that was back in 2017 now. So that's, that's kind of where it all started. So you've seen, you've been in the space long enough to see the good times and the challenging times. And I'm wondering who do you help? Why do they choose you? And what financial problems, challenges, opportunities do you solve for that? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, you know, we always talk about a niche, right? An entrepreneur usually has a niche or a type of client that they cater to. So I have a little bit of a different spin on that. You know, we do serve athletes, families, businesses, and even individuals. So it's pretty vast in, in that traditional niche word, right? We serve a lot of different people. 
Um, our niche is really the, the type of investor that we're looking for. Now, we're not just an investment advisory firm managing investments. We're a comprehensive wealth management firm. So we do the financial planning piece, which includes planning for taxes, uh, business needs, succession plans, um, all the way to retirement planning, education, so on and so forth. So we do the full scope of, of advisory work. Um, what we try to differentiate ourselves in is the investment ideology. So we're big fans of like the dividend payers and the dividend growers. So possibly, and not everyone's the same, right? We're all different investors, have different timeframes, needs and wants and goals. Uh, but at least there's a, a time-tested portfolio that, you know, over the past 10, 20 years that uh, has been consistent in all weather uh, situations. So whether the markets are good or not as good, uh, dividend payers tend to perform really well in all types of markets. So we're looking for somebody that that kind of agrees with that investment philosophy or is at least, at least receptive to that. Um, and then also we can build the portfolio around that core dividend holding as well to cater to their individual needs. I think that's really smart and important. It's kind of a teachable moment here on the business talk show, finding a niche and finding clients who agree with your philosophy yeah. or your core competencies or mm -hmm. your qualities is so important. And I'm glad to hear that you have identified that in your practice. Yeah. Let's, let's turn our attention to Melissa. What is it that the Jacoby group does and who do you do it for? So, like I said, I started in January and um, I run marketing for restaurants, uh, lifestyle brands, advisors, athletes. And um, so I started in 2021 and the problems that I solve for my clients, I really help build their brand. So I come in, I see if, you know, check out their foundation. Do they have a foundation that's so key when having a business, making sure, you know, you have brand colors, the text, everything looks a certain way and that you have that brand kit. And so I really help my clients in that area. And then from there, we create content from video, photography. Um, I also have public relations and I run that with media. And so all of that is very important. But from the start, I help my clients build a foundation. And my niche, I would say that's something that I created with the Jacoby group and Jason was a big part of it when we kicked it off um, because we believe relationships are the key to success. And it's all about relationships at the end of the day. And so the slogan we came up with for the Jacoby group was an extension of you. And so that's what I am for my clients. I'm an extension of them. Um, I represent them when I talk to the media. I know their story, their goals, everything. So wherever I am, whoever I'm talking to, whatever content I create from photos to videos, I'm an extension of that. Brand. How did you hit on that? How did you, you hit know, on that so tag? Jason, I think, I think it's you. You can take credit for it. No, it's, it's all you. It's all you. It's, it's a collaboration. <laughs> we were sitting around, you know, at, at home, the Jackson, we just had one kid at the time, our first, and we were just sitting on the couch and talking about this and we have a passion <laughs> and that's just obviously so important in our personal and in our careers as well. And so we're kind of just kind of bouncing off like what makes, what makes me different? Cause there's so many people out there that have marketing companies now, especially with social media, there's so many options out there. And so that's what <laughs> makes me, what makes the Jacoby group different is that we really focus on the relationships with our clients. You become family. Um, we bring our boys in to the restaurant 
business that I help market. My clients love our boys. And again, it's family. And that's really important to me and who I choose to work with. So we really haven't touched on it, but you're both former collegiate athletes. Mm-hmm. Correct. So how does that aspect of your life <clears throat> play into being entrepreneurs today and the businesses that you're building? I I mean, when it comes to being an athlete, you have to, you have, to have that mindset, that consistency. Um, you have to be, you know, working hard behind the scenes. It's uh, it's really important as an athlete to have that time off the court. Actually, it's way more important that you put in that time um, as an athlete. And so I think having this, being in this new journey, it really, being an athlete and having that mindset to just keep working hard behind the scenes, you're going to have failures, but you just have to keep pushing through, keep moving forward. And um, as an athlete, and when you're not an athlete, all that's really important in the game of life. And so I really carry on that mindset into my business. It's just kind of keep pushing forward, especially as a mom. If there are any moms on here, I mean, you're just taking care of kids, you're loving on your family, and you're running a business. Like it can be a lot at times. So it's just day by day. You know, I play tennis. So my papa taught me um, one point at a time one point at a time. You could be down love 40, but you can still come back and win the game. So just one point at a time. Jason, anything to add to that? I think she said it pretty well. When doing, <laughs> you know, doing what's right behind the scenes goes a long way. Taking it step by step, because if you look at it from a, like a seasonal aspect, like whether it's a season of life or a season of sports, off season, working out, lifting weights, whatever it may be, film room study, uh, if you look at the big picture, sometimes you can lose sight of, of your goals because you're so focused on just getting to those goals and those end results that you forget to put in that actual work and, and the details really, really matter. So I would definitely echo Melissa's sentiment there. So I guess that's a natural segue to my next question, which is, <laughs> has either of you received any type of business advice that you think was really beneficial for you that you'd be willing to share with our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, two things come to mind. Uh, first kind of is a, is based off of number one, what I just said was do the little things right or do the little things well. As entrepreneurs, you know, you're doing, you're wearing multiple hats. You're doing a lot of different activities or uh, jobs uh, within your company, your marketing, your PR, your uh, research and design, your uh, bookkeeping, you know, your, your own CPA sometimes. You know, it just depends, but you wear so many different hats that you need to do the little things really well and focus on the details, make a good product, whatever that product is. And then uh, if you do those little things well uh, and you do it consistently, I think that's really going to pay off in the long run. And the second thing is is a quote that I live by. Um, It's actually a Navy SEAL kind of credo. Uh, I heard it years ago and it kind of stuck with me. Through, through football and through life, especially when things get tough, which for entrepreneurs, it usually starts out pretty tough, right? Mm-hmm. Um, being comfortable while, while being uncomfortable. So I'll say that again, be comfortable being uncomfortable. So allowing yourself to sit in that space of uncomfort, uncomfortability <laughs> and uh, tongue twister there, uh, but being okay with it and really thriving in that and, and knowing that if you put in the, the the time and the work and doing those little things well that it actually really pay off and so being okay with with that kind of in limbo stage that a lot of entrepreneurs feel especially in the beginning stages of a company yeah because there's really not a that's great insight because there's really not a 
single path that a successful entrepreneur takes to create their business. Mm -hmm. And trying to model somebody else's path can be really a bad idea. We can learn from each other, and mm -hmm. I think we should. Yeah. But, you know, that first year or two, Melissa, you're living it. I mean, it's there's tough. so, so many decisions that you have to make. And I'm always mm -hmm. curious about pivots in the business because you may start a business with an idea, but then the marketplace may give you signals that you could do something different mm -hmm. or and figuring out if that's noise or if you're chasing the shiny object or if that's actually a better place for your talents and treasures. Mm -hmm. um, Melissa, have you experienced any of that type of decision-making? And it's great that you have a sounding board in Jason, but yes. uh, is, well, is the business what you thought it was before you actually launched it and got into the business? You know, I feel like I'm constantly, as a mother, as a business owner, just pivoting all the time. I'm learning more about myself too. Mm -hmm. I, now that I have two, I mean, I'm so much different than I was when I was a mom and a business owner when like, when I just had one child, now I have two children. So I feel like I am so different as well. Just trying to pivot and change and be really, I think now I'm trying to be really mindful of my time. My time is precious. Um, I don't have much of it when it comes out, like outside of work and being a mom. So I, yeah, I'm just pivoting, learning, like you said, like my, like trying to know my talents and use them wisely and to make sure I'm doing things I'm passionate about. Um, you know, just really, I mean, cause the days fly by. So making sure whatever I'm doing, I love. So yes, I, I feel like I can't give you like exactly what I've pivoted on, but I feel like I'm constantly changing and evolving and that's okay. I think we all should be doing that. That's a good sign. Um, in your journey to be changing and evolving because even marketing is changing too. social media. You got to keep moving and changing with everything. Yeah, because your business sits on top of technology and technology yeah. is evolving. And some people may love Twitter now. Some people may hate using Twitter. And Twitter <laughs> may not be a good idea for them regardless. Mm -hmm. And so and in your space, Jason, yeah. um, there are so many changes that people read about or they hear about, or their friend at their golf course tells them about, and then yes. you gotta, you have to be ready to deal with their ideas and questions, don't you? You're never quite sure what they're gonna ask you, I would think, in your space. Absolutely, you got that right, Rick. So, I mean, in our space, a lot of people think finance is boring, or that it's kind of like the old way wins the day, and you know, we still make fun of some other advisors in our office that, you know, write on the old yellow notepad, you know, just make jokes like, oh, you're an old timer. But that's not the case. It's having fun, right? But, but, but my point being is like the industry is actually really exciting. Like you kind of briefly mentioned there is things are constantly. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was great. <laughs> It's great. It's a great tool. You know, you know, even if the power goes out, you still got your notepad. So there you go. You're actually smarter than I am. But <laughs> but where I'm going with this is that there's so much change in the world. The world's constantly changing. Now with cryptocurrency that's come into play, uh, you know, investments, the economic landscape, taxes, rules, regulations, the Secure Act 2.0 just came out, got signed to law like two days before the new year. And so we have to get up to date and up to speed. What what's the implications for our clients? So we're constantly pivoting, but also I'm really trying to push envelopes. This is where my entrepreneurial hat comes in. 
is I really want to push the limit on the tech side of things. Now, not like tech is investing in tech as much, uh, more, uh, more so utilizing the recent technologies. Like right now we're on like a, basically like a zoom call doing a radio show, which is awesome. Can be heard all around the world with the click of a button. So how can I utilize this space to convey my thoughts, my ideas, or financial plans for specific clients to them easily and and uh, in a more concise way, rather than having them into the office printing out 20 pages. Right? What are the data points? How can we make this uh, as painstakingly easy as possible? Because things can get lost in the weeds a lot of the time. And clients don't want to know all the nitty gritty. They want to know the details, but in a way that they understand. So how can, how can I push that envelope and how can I get in front of more people and, and touch more lives in that way and, and provide my services to people that need it? That's what I'm trying to figure out right now. So, so let's talk about how do you do more? Cause you know, I love talking with entrepreneurs on the program because you always have a bright vision of a future and it's inspiring and fun to hear. So I'd like to give you, Jason, the chance to go first. You know, what's the vision for your wealth management practice? We're going to have you back on at some point in the future. What's going to be bigger, better, different for you and your practice? Absolutely. Absolutely. So utilizing, obviously, Melissa's services, she's she handles all of our marketing, communications, PR, things like that. And I'm not tooting her horn. She's the best. She's incredible. <laughs> but utilizing, but seriously, utilizing our social channels, utilizing video content, um, and really being able to, whether it's teaching, uh, you know, a retirement planning course online that you can help people do it themselves, whatever it may be. Um, but also in a firm aspect, in terms of our wealth management firm, really want to create like a holistic wealth management firm that has everything in house. So right now we have CPAs we work with, we have attorneys, trust attorneys we work with, investment companies, you know, we have the full umbrella, like with Boyer Financial. But I would love to have some CPAs on staff, some trust attorneys on staff. So you get a high net worth client coming in the door, right? Sitting down at the table with you. You got a trust attorney, you got your CPA, you got yourself, your financial planner and investment manager. Everyone's at the table with you. So you can problem solve, put together the puzzle. And I really think that is going to be kind of the next step up. And a lot of firms are starting to implement that. You're going to start seeing that. Um, but I think that's kind of the, the way of the future, especially with all the robo advisors out there right now where you can, you know, put $5,000 in a robo account and it does it automatically for you. There's no personal touch where, you know, we want to be there when, unfortunately, if somebody passed away in your family. Okay. So how do the assets flow? Where do they go to? Do they avoid probate court? Um, what about giving? What about um, stepped up cost basis? Whatever it may be, right, Rick? It's, we want to be there in all areas of their lives not just the investment side or the financial planning side. And I think that's really a, a value added service because as you accumulate wealth and you begin to think about how do you distribute that wealth, having the right people in the room at the same time can make it so much easier and brainstorming is much more effective. So that, that to me sounds like a very attractive holistic approach to helping somebody in their wealth management throughout the arc of their you know, kind of time with you. So you got great. it. Absolutely. Okay. Not to be undone or left unspoken. Yes. Let's talk about the Jacoby group. What's the future for you? 
No, I am excited for the future of the Jacoby group. I'm just feeling more settled. I, you know, just like you said, the first two years, I'm still in that, but I'm pivoting. I'm learning more about myself and I feel very confident in this upcoming year. We chatted about that earlier. I just about 2023 and just, um, I do want to grow and I would love to hire. That's something that I would love to do on my team is to hire. I've done, um, I've had interns from colleges and in high school to kind of give them that experience, but I would love to, you know, have more people on my team and hire. And like right now, my clients tend to be like restaurants, you know, advisors, I help with, um, personal branding, but an area that I would love to grow in and I'm very passionate about, if you uh, heard me talk about it earlier, um, is athletics and athletes. I would love to work more with athletes and really build that side of the business. And when I say athletes, um, helping them with their personal branding, there's so much opportunity now for athletes to find the right partnerships to make money. Um, now NCAA, they just passed that rule. That was last year, right? And um, I mean, the NFL, you know, professional, they've been able to do that, but college athletes. And now like, honestly, for high schoolers, and if you're like a really good football player or a great tennis player, it's actually really important now to start building your brand at a young age. If you're looking into, you know, for a college or looking for those right partnerships. So I would love to build that side. I would love to come alongside and be an extension of, you know, athletes and helping them um, build their foundation, their brand, what makes them unique as an athlete, and then helping them find the right partnerships that go along with their values. So I would love to look more into that because I'm very passionate about athletics. Yeah, because business is all about supply and demand. And now there's a whole new set of demand with NIL and college athletes having their own image and likeness that they can. And I agree with you within reason, the younger they start, the further ahead they could be because yes. it's we're, we're at a stage now where the individual has the value and and yes. understanding that and having people who walk that walk like you both have being you know, college athletes and high school athletes is really valuable. So that's great. It is. And I, I think it's important too to uh, piggyback on that is for, as an athlete, as a young athlete and parents of that athlete to have the right people in your circle that you trust. Yeah. And I think that's really important when you have a I mean, if our boys are in high school and they're getting looked at, I would be very, I want to make sure that whoever helps, you know, with marketing or whatever we do, that we really trust that person. That's important. So do you have two little athletes in that house upstairs somewhere? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it, but you know, if they want to play the, play the piano or be artists, yeah. that's totally fine with us. Whatever yeah. they want to do. Right. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> so if someone would like to learn more about you or connect with you on LinkedIn, learn more about your firms, um, Melissa, we'll start with you. How do they find you on LinkedIn and find your firm online? You can find me on LinkedIn um, at Melissa Jacoby. Um, but I think the best way to find me is on my Instagram, on my business Instagram. It's Jacoby GRP. Jacoby GRP. Um, you can DM, DM me from there or you can go to my website from there. So I just think that's the best way to find me is through Instagram. Perfect. And Jason? Yeah. So uh, we actually just created a whole new website where we host all of our media and services on there. So that's kind of a good hub. You can schedule meetings with us through that. Uh, very intuitive and easy to use. So that's Boyer, B-O-Y-E-R, F is in Frank, S is in Sam.com. So BoyerFS.com. And then on LinkedIn as well, uh, Jason R. Jacoby. Those are the best, best ways. Well, I was um, <clears throat> looking forward to this interview. This is our first one of 2023. And you guys have made it really easy to kind of get back in the saddle here and talk to entrepreneurs mm -hmm. in Orange County. I really appreciate 
folks of you taking the time to be a part of the program today. Yeah, thanks so much, Rick. We really enjoyed being on it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thank you. This is a lot of fun. Of course. <laughs> uh, I'd like to thank the audience. You were part of Orange County's longest running business talk show. Melissa and Jason's episode was episode number 1,413 in our catalog. And if you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you would like to tell your story like these two have just done, please feel free to reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn, obviously, Rick Franzi, R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I. And that also happens to be my website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions We'll move your company in a positive direction. Mm -hmm.